Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Influence. For anyone who's listening for the first time or the first time in a while, uh, I'm Jen, one of the hosts of the podcasts, and sitting across from me virtually is uh, my friend Joss, the other host of the podcast. Hi, Joss. Hi, Jen. How are you? I am great. I'm so great because you and I are fanning a little bit today, and we know that. Our guest probably knows that too. Um, we're fanning a little bit today, and I think this episode is kind of what dreams are made of, which I know is a terrible joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> it like it came to me earlier today, and I was like, you probably heard it a million times. But without further ado, Jost, can you intro our guest? Because I can't wait to talk to him. Okay. I mean, I just want to put this out there that I've actually never been nervous to have anyone on the podcast. Um it's fine. I'm just setting that up. Okay. So if I, if I fumble, then that's why. Um, so Clayton Snyder is an actor and realtor in Los Angeles, California. He is well known for his character, Ethan Craft, in the very popular Disney show, Lizzie McGuire. I don't know if y'all heard of it. Um, but since then, uh, Clayton has been doing a ton of work over the years, appearing in many different TV shows, films, such as NCIS, Rules of Engagement, Hit Women, Edgar Allan Poe's Murder Mystery Dinner Party and New Dog's Old Tricks. He's also recently starred in the production of Root Beer Bandits at the Gary Marshall Theater in Toluca Lake. Hi, Clayton. And he said I can call him Clay. So I just want to... Hi, Clay. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Joss. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I think... We're so happy to Joss have you. And I have, yeah. As Joss and I have said, we're really excited because, um, I mean... Clay, to set the stage, Joss and I, like, we're probably like most other kids our age that would like wake up and watch our Disney shows like every single morning. So we like, I'm, I'm ultimately mm -hmm. fanning a little bit. Um, and I, I, you must get that all the time though. Please tell me that you do. I mean, less than I did, I'll say <laughs> though. Yeah. Like from time to time, uh, for sure. Yeah. It's, so, it, but it, it's nice to, to have that positive affiliation, you know, like, oh, like, I see you and I'm reminded of uh, nostalgic, positive experiences of my youth. Like, that's awesome. Okay, great. So no one else has fangirled over you today. Just us. <laughs> you are, well, apart from my wife, you, you are uh, <laughs> the second today. Perfect. Also, I will say everyone needs to follow Clayton on Instagram because him and his wife are actually the cutest couple in the world. Um, you're both beautiful I agree. and just so in love i i love it um anyway okay enough i love it very rolling. much it's true it's true <laughs> yeah if you if you go for for cute couples uh well i can't speak for myself i think she's great but we do silly things sometimes <laughs> <laughs> okay first question <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm nervous guys i really am okay i need to not i need to chill i need to chill okay Okay, please laugh at us, Clay. Make us feel so much better. You got this, Jen. No, laughing with, laughing amazing, with. Amazing, amazing. We're here. Okay, we're chilling. So we're chilling. I thank you. I appreciate that. That actually that's that makes me feel yeah. so much better. So, how old were you when you first started Lizzie McGuire? And like, were you still going uh, through mm -hmm. like you know normal childhood life? Yes, I was thirteen years old when I first started shooting for Lizzie and I was a bit of a rare case where I was having very much a normal life as much as you could 
outside of doing that show. I was actually living in Orange County at the time and would have to commute to uh, work at the studio, which was in LA, uh, whenever I was shooting uh, that week. And being a recurring character, as you remember, I wasn't in like every scene or every episode even. So the range of days that I would work would vary. And in between, I was attending public school down there. I was playing water polo with my club team down there. I was in I was in band for a while, and then that was one of the first things to go. But night uh, enjoyed hanging out with my friends and other things, and yeah, it was a very full life. So, okay, for anyone that doesn't know, which first of all, how dare you not know the phenomenon that Lizzie McGuire is. Um, Lizzie McGuire was the like number one Disney show at the time. So it was like early, mid 2000s. And since then, there has been like this wave of Disney shows. There's been like Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, High School Musical, like the Jonas Brothers. Like there was just like another wave of Disney stars that came after Lizzie McGuire. But what was it like being a part of such a big show then before all those other shows came in, like before social media, before like being able to like be on Instagram all the time. Like how was that different? Yeah. Don't get me started on how it would have been different if there was social media <laughs> at that time. I'm so thankful <laughs> that there was not social media at that time. Yeah. Uh, that'd be bonkers. I can't imagine what that's like now. Um, not to say it's like, it would be all bad, it's just so different to think how, man, yeah, like it, people don't, I'm still of the generation where the internet really wasn't a thing uh, for a long time. Like Facebook wasn't around until like I got to college, really, which wow, I was like mid 2000s, early, early, early mid 2000s. And, uh, oh gosh, sorry, somebody thought something to my head about this. Basically, <laughs> To, to do the show, I mean, when you're auditioning for it, uh, okay, cool, I'm auditioning for a Disney show. That's great and fun. But it's just this show called What's Lizzie Thinking was the working title for it. And uh, they weren't even sure if they were going to use my character for a while. And it seemed like a really cool opportunity. And they said, yeah, we're going to use you. And it's like, okay, it didn't, like, it just had no clue, zero clue what it was going to turn into or how popular it was going to be. In fact... I, from the, reading the script, had an idea of kind of how the show was going to look like or be. Because until you've seen a cut, like the show's made in the editing room. So until you see the actual final cut, like you have no clue what the tone, like what music they're going to pick, how they're going to edit it all together. And I remember having this viewing party with a bunch of my friends over at our house when the first episode came out. And like a bunch of my buddies were there. And we're watching the show when it first uh, aired, and I was so embarrassed <laughs> because it it didn't it didn't fit a show that I personally would have been interested in, nor like my like closest friends at that time. So it's kind of like, uh, and, like I wasn't sure if they were having like a good time. Like as soon as it ended, I was like, "You guys want to play Madden?" Like <laughs> we turned on video games <laughs> right away to try to like forget it. Uh, and then, uh, funnily enough, it grew to be a pretty big thing. And then the next day at school, uh, walking on campus, uh, everyone's looking at you a little bit differently. So it certainly affected how I related to or could relate to a lot of people 
continuing to go to public school and then university because every time you'd go to a new school, you know, middle school to high school, high school to college, uh, you'd have to get over the kind of uh, <laughs> hype hump, I guess, <laughs> if you will, of people going, oh my gosh, that's the guy who did the thing. And uh, you're never, it's difficult to approach someone without that filter if they saw the show or, or were fans of it. And so when I would meet someone who hadn't seen the show, uh, it was like a breath of fresh air because I knew that they were just getting to know Clayton. Um, but uh, but it changed my behavior in different ways because I'd, I'd seen, whether it's from stories on the news or movies or whatever of how success or fame can mess with people pretty bad and like people forget who they are, where they're from or who their real friends are. And I was like, I'm sure not all the time, but pretty craving to not do that. Uh, so playing a sport like water polo became important for my pride because despite wearing a Speedo, it's one of the most brutal things <laughs> <laughs> that you can possibly play. Um, and so like, that was like a, a gladiator sport to like maintain like my identity. Like, no, I'm not like an actor guy. I do this. See? And, um, I would not groom myself. I would like wear raggedy tattered uh, clothes to school just to prove that like, no, I'm not, I'm not better than anybody kind of a thing. So, uh, and my waterfall teammates called me Lizzie. So that also helped keep me in my place, uh, <laughs> as well. Shout out to Los Alamitos high school guys. That is quite the identity right there. Okay. I was like writing things down as you were talking. Cause I was like, first of all, I love that you had a viewing party. That's amazing. But like, as you said, a viewing party, <laughs> that was definitely coordinated by my okay, mom. Sorry. Let's get that straight. Shout out to your mom. But also I love that you had a viewing yes. party and like you invite all your friends and you're like thinking they were going to like the show. And then you're like, well, no, this is actually what, well, we could say mainly for young girls. Um, but that's yeah, awesome yeah. that that, that happened. That was a target audience. Well, right. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. It just eh, wasn't mine. I liked watching Ethan Stevens personally. <laughs> you know, when I was when I was doing more research on you, Clay, I totally found that out. Uh, and I was like, okay, uh, we have to bring up Ethan Stevens. Um, but hold, <laughs> hold on a second. One thing you just said was really cool about just this awareness. Like you were aware that you didn't want to be that kind of person that you are not you're not living Ethan Kraft's life you are living Clay's life and yes you have that association and people recognize you but I think it's really cool that you were aware of the fact that you did not want to just be associated with that character you know for your for you know your teenage life and your life the coming after that right so I think that's really cool and very mature for someone in like in their teens to be able to know that yeah you know, I, I I look back at it and be like, that's good job, Clayton. You know, like, I don't, I can't say exactly what the source of that was. Uh, you know, I think I, I love my parents dearly. I think they raised me well in a lot of ways. Uh, but the, the other side of that is not denying that that's something that I did. Uh, meaning if people came up to me and they expressed like, oh my gosh, you're that guy. You don't want to be like, piss off, you know, like, <laughs> get out of my face. Like, you, you can't come at them aggressively or dismissively because uh, they're having a moment. And for a lot of people, that interaction, like, you just see them, like, light up. And, like, I'm not saying I'm deserving of that, but it happens and you see it. And they're so excited. And you're like, you write your name on a whatever 
whether it's like a ticket stub or a t-shirt or their skin and they're like so pumped <laughs> that it's there and you take pictures with them and they're you know screaming and uh you know sometimes asking other questions but they're always very appreciative so being able to receive that well was a skill learned over years because it's not like okay you're going to be on this all right 13 year old boy you're going to be on this disney show it's going to be very popular this is how you uh interact with people that come up to you like there's no course <laughs> for that and it, you just kind of learn over time i think the the main teacher i had in that was an experience i had with uh, someone who i viewed as a celebrity that i got a chance to meet and like get an autograph with when i was like i don't know seven years old eight years old uh very much a child and he totally blew me off like when there was like I was like the only person around. Like this wasn't like a really good reason for it. It felt very personal and it hurt a lot. So I was like, I never want to make somebody else feel this way. Uh, so I think that certainly informed uh, how I tried to approach it uh, and other people, which always didn't paint a clear course. But you do your best. That's so. I'm so sorry that you had to experience like an idol of yours treat you not so nicely at such a young age but you know they I, do say don't meet your I, don't meet your heroes don't meet your heroes well the thing is joss i i'm actually i appreciate that and i'm super thankful for it because it shaped my character if i didn't have that negative experience i wouldn't have seen that and learned ah okay it's just as much important to learn who you want to be as who you don't want to be i think so when you go through a, a tough moment and you know, I don't want to sound insensitive to people going through like difficult situations or different ex difficult experiences. Uh, I think a lot of those happen to help grow you or at least to be able to relate and empathize to other people in the future that'll go through that. Because if you're in that situation, unless someone's been there, you're not going <laughs> to listen to a damn thing they say. It's like, you don't get it, man. But if you've been there, they're like, oh, you see me. Okay, I'll listen to you. So it's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, so I do want to talk about the character of Ethan. So for those who don't know, um, Ethan Kraft is Lizzie McGuire's love interest. He is the hot one on the show. Although, you know, John and I were saying, like, you know, he's the hot, dumb one. And usually characters like that preceding Ethan have been and not that I'm not, I can't think of any other males that played characters like this at that time, but preceding Ethan, they're normally played by women. Um, it's usually like the hot girl that's dumb. So at the time, you know, only being 13, you're so young. Like, did you see this character as like breaking any stereotypes or like, were you just like, whatever, I'm just going to play like a hot guy? Like, how did you see that? Or did you realize after the fact anything, if you did? Well, I think I think you touched on something really interesting because it's not like uh, <laughs> dumb guys weren't an archetype or dumb jocks weren't an archetype or even like dumb attractive. Like like there was like the hot football guy, whatever. But usually uh, they didn't have as much heart as Ethan did. I think that's what made him stand out a little bit more was that it wasn't someone that like... Uh, you know, just like kind of had everything and took it for granted. I think that's kind of more the stereotype there. Uh, cause he was very much 
except for the first couple episodes where his character kind of ships. He was a little bit of a bully at first, and then he became a little bit more uh, lovable later on. But he was always there for his friends and kind of, like, I don't think when he, like, he was aware of how he looked, and he was aware of how he would interact with the ladies. Uh, at the same time, like, he was never trying to take, like, advantage of people or, I mean, he was trying to get talked into it a couple times. Uh, he, like, would always show up for his friends. And I think that's something that made him stand out a little bit different. I have to say, <laughs> the way you say the word ladies, there is emphasis there. Can you say that again really quickly? Just Because, like, the way you said it, I was uh, like, hold on a second. That's a different word. <laughs> I mean, it's like I ladies. Throwback with the ladies. There's it is an Ethan throwback just then, for sure. Okay, I You're felt welcome. it. I got you. I got you. I was like, hold on a second. Oh, Jen, man. I wasn't going to say anything, but I, I heard it too. But I was just going right? to let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. I hope you. What if I like? That's just how I always said it. I just could not say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, maybe now we know maybe that, that was Clay. Maybe that wasn't and Ethan. Gentlemen. <laughs> maybe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's one takeaway from Ethan Craft is that Clay can only say ladies with significant emphasis, um, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Most most actors can't really act. They just kind of play different versions of themselves. That's <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. happening here? Okay, so fun question for you. If if Ethan Kraft were to exist in a show today, how do you think he would be portrayed? Say more. Like like be be portrayed like how would he be written or how uh Yeah. Uh, like mm-hmm. How how would he be written, do you uh, think? Or how would he what would a modern day Ethan Kraft look like? Or maybe I'll make a twist on this. Let's say Ethan Kraft comes back. 20 years later, what's Ethan Kraft like? I see. So, I mean, what's definitely different is, uh, as you guys remember from the show, there was a segment of a lot of the episodes where the screen would split to different windows of the friends talking to each other on their house phones, <laughs> on their wired house phones. And different people would like, you know, you put on hold or call in or loop in. And nobody had a cell phone, let alone texting, uh, back then. So I think that would change the relationship between everyone immensely, not just having a cell phone, but as we talked about earlier, social media would be in there. So I think Ethan Kraft would be taking a lot of selfies, probably getting a lot of engagement. <laughs> He'd probably have a lot of brand sponsorships in like high school. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, like give out free stuff all the time because he just had too much of it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think he'd, he'd certainly still play sports. Uh, actually, they wrote in on the last episode of the season because uh, we were in middle school in the show that when we were going into high school, that they wrote a line in for me that you should come see me play water polo in high school, uh, which is really cool. Uh, so I could see him playing water polo for sure. Um, and then twenty years later, well, with the reboot that <laughs> had a roller coaster oh my coaster god wait of, were you a part of that we can we, don't, we can cut it out uh, just like genuinely want to know <laughs> yeah i really i was gonna add it as a question but i was like i don't know if we're allowed to ask we oh, don't have to yeah, put i any- mean you're allowed to ask whatever you want uh i mean yeah i was i was i was gonna be involved with it i believe um <sighs> there were talks Bummer. but there was nothing official kind of a thing and uh, 
you know, it's like, yeah, like we'd like to have you, but there was nothing actually on the table, nothing in writing. So it was like, okay, I don't know. Uh, but it was exciting of the idea of it, mostly because I wanted to know where they were going to take Ethan. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> what is he up to right now? And my, my wife, Allegra, and I would joke, like, or just brainstorm about it, what we think he could be doing, because he could be a politician. He could be a used car salesman. <laughs> he could, you know, there's, it's just so broad of where he could go. Like, but he could be, he could be pumping gas, but he would like love it. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, like, I just found this out and like, I get to be out in the sun and like meet a lot of people. It's great. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he would love it's it. True. He would, like, he would. He would hook, he would hook into things that like a lot of people would take for granted that seem too simple, but they're actually nice things. And we're thinking like overcomplicating and overthinking things. And he's like, no, this is fun. This is cool. And I like this and I'm going to own that I like it. So, uh, yeah. That's he could have gone anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, playing such an iconic character at a young age, um, you know, you hear of like child stars and how you know they sometimes go a different way after like being in a certain hit. How has playing Ethan and being such an iconic character influenced the roles that you picked afterwards or the direction that you wanted to go in your career? Interesting question because I think there would be, uh, all right, so <laughs> right after the show wrapped, so this is like the Disney series TV show, uh, which was like two or three seasons, and I was going into high school, actually, myself, uh, and I was slated to be playing varsity as a freshman on the water polo team, and there's a really great coach, Dave Carlson, at that program who, you know, was expecting me to contribute coming in. And I was very much like, I'm in it to win it kind of a thing. It's very competitive, very team oriented. And then we got this call that they're making the movie for the show. And there had to be a decision where am I going to stay here and play with my team and attend my first semester, my freshman year of high school, or am I going to go to Italy to film a movie? <laughs> it's like... Tough choice, uh, tough man. choice. <laughs> but, that, but that's the thing. It was a tough choice for me. And I I was trying to think, future Clayton, what would I be thankful for? Or what would I be the most like, like, what if? Like, what if I would have done that, man? And so I didn't want to have regret over what an incredible, such a unique experience to do that. And I said yes to the movie. And I'm thankful that I did that very much so. You know, while being over there, and again, internet is like kind of spotty at this time still. Like there were websites and there was MySpace, I think. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there's MySpace through high school and stuff like that. So I, I take that back, but we weren't on it like t all the time. Maybe we were a little phasey. Anyway, uh, there were like you could go online and there'd be box scoring of the live, like live stat entry of the games that were being played. And like every time my high school had a game, I was like glued to the computer, just watching like numbers like tick up if there were a goal scored or like this person stole the ball this way. And just like being crushed whenever we lost. Like they made it to the CIF finals that year and they lost. And I was like, oh, if I was there, I could have helped them. And I was like so depressed <laughs> while filming this dang movie. 
And I was like, okay, this was super fun. Glad I did it. And I'm done uh, with this. I realized I want to do that more than this. Uh, I mean, water polo more than acting. And uh, there were kind of three main pillars in my life at that time. There was acting, there was water polo, and there was school. And all my real closest friends were at school with me. Didn't want to lose them. And they say stay in school kids all the time. So I thought, I think that's the wise thing to do. And then regarding water polo and acting, I was told, well, at the level I was playing at in water polo, if I stopped then, I can't just pick it up 10 years later. Like, that's the end of the road. While I was acting, you could technically start any time. And I was told at the time, oh, you did this show? you'll have no problem. Like, they'll pick you back up, like, in no time. And I was like, okay, because it's an easy, easy response. So I quit acting uh, pretty much entirely for about 11 years or so. And wow. then coming back into it, which was interesting, uh, because I had, like, no savvy to the industry whatsoever. Now the internet was very firing in terms of how people interacted with each other. And... Uh, I had, like, no taste as far as, like, headshots went. Uh, and at the same time, I might have had this bit of, oh, like, this is the guy who played Ethan Craft, which would get me offers for, like, low-budget things here and there where friends asked me to be in their projects. And, but I was so very much, like, I don't want to, I don't want to succeed because I'm the guy that did that. I wanted to come, like, under the radar like just earn earn my way like everybody else has to do it and uh, really pushed back against any like I'm Ethan footing that I may have had um, for better or for worse. That's that's what I had to do to make me feel good about it. So but, you know, it certainly played a part for <laughs> a lot of selections, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And what you've also you've done a ton of work. Um, and it, I was curious, what has been like your favorite work that you've done since playing Ethan or I, I know you just finished um, a theater production as well. I think you finished a theater production. Yeah, we just wrapped a musical. Super yeah. cool. It's like, do you have a favorite from that? Is there anything that you actually, I mean, in the same, in the same light, anything you want to do now that kind of you have opportunities to do other stuff? Mm, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very clear. It's not like people like throwing me offers <laughs> for like anything. Like now that you can kind of do what you want, uh, what's next? Uh, Pie in the it's, sky, it's, sky's the limit. Yeah, like... sure. Right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. What movie do I feel like acting in today? Um, it's, I've been so blessed and grateful to work with so many different productions over the past few years. And I got to say that the, a couple that stand out the most are, oh man, there's this web series that was Edgar Allan Poe's Murder Mystery Dinner Party that was done with Shipwreck Comedy. And I got to play Fyodor Dostoevsky. It was, it was as if Edgar Allan Poe held a dinner party with a bunch of other authors of different ages. And it, it was a murder mystery themed dinner party that turns into a murder mystery. And there were just brilliant uh, writing and brilliant people working on this production and just so fun. And it was just done really well and professional and light and it's silly and their fan base is awesome. Uh, and they've done other projects and stuff, but that was a, that was an absolute blast. And then 
plus like getting to play a part that was <laughs> very much a departure from like an Ethan Kraft type character playing this kind of like miserable sto- <laughs> stoic Russian man, <laughs> which is a lot of fun. And then, uh, yeah, I, working at the hands down working at the Gary Marshall theater here in Toluca Lake. I've done a couple productions with them. There was a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. I played captain Milas Gloriosus and, uh, uh, an original production called Root Beer Bandits, uh, playing Sheriff Bailey of Sarsaparilla City. And we just performed a, uh, a second run of the show. It's what the theater reopened with post-COVID uh, with this show, doing it again uh, with most of the original cast. And just, again, it's, it's, about, it's about the people and the... I think how well things are run like those two together just make for a really excellent experience for me. That's awesome. I'm going to have to check that out. I live, I do live in LA. So I didn't know that they are doing productions again. So I'll have to check out the Gary Mm. Marshall theater. Um, But you also do real estate now. So I'm curious, how did you get into that? Or was that something that was like kind of always a passion on the side? <laughs> yeah, so that was back in uh, 2017, 2018. And uh, like, as I said, you know, I've, I've been blessed to do like a lot of different productions, though the scale of each of them would vary greatly. Uh, <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. And so, you know, looking for ways like, okay, like acting is great and it's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, also, I don't think I should depend on it for income. And so what other opportunities are out there and a lot of different ideas. And then real estate kept coming up in conversation and it's kind of like, huh, is this, is this God giving me a sign? Is he opening a door? Like, is this being mentioned so many times because it's my fate? Or is it just that as you become an adult, everyone starts talking about real estate (laughs) (laughs) more and more and more. It's probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, So I went ahead and, um, I'm like, okay, well, like, I don't, I don't, I won't know unless I give it a shot. And so I went ahead and did the online schooling, got my license in 2018 and joined with uh, Keller Williams and a a small team there. So I'm working with a awesome guy, Brad Gilbo. So we're on a small but mighty team and we've been working uh, kind of seasonally, but very much on now uh, for the past couple of years. And it's been really fruitful. It's been awesome. And such a departure from my uh, acting world, you know, it is, I've done all the, you know, it's show business, like accountability, like you're the CEO of your whatever, uh, groups uh, for acting, which I think is great. And you need to do, uh, but you know, it's still like, it's so weird how different and similar they are because it's still commission-based. You're still having to very much relate to people and like empathize live uh, with them, creatively problem solve. Uh, there's a lot of that going on. There are a couple more contracts you're dealing with, uh, <laughs> more numbers you're dealing with in real estate, I would say. It's a different kind of market. Uh, if you would be searching for roles, you're searching for homes for clients. Uh, <laughs> but it's been a really enjoyable experience and it's been a wild time for anyone that's been paying attention in 2020. Uh, just with the housing shortage, it's driven prices up a little bit, made it pretty competitive. But we're still making it work. I, I primarily work with buyers, uh, but we deal with uh, we do primarily residential uh, resale. Uh, but we work with listings and and for buyers, so it's been great. And just handing 
man, when you finish escrow and you hand keys over to somebody and like they own that home now and they're just like so pumped and happy. And you're like, man, get in your car afterwards. You're like, this is good. I like doing this. This is fun. You know, let's do it again. Wow. That's like, first of all, I've never heard acting be compared to being a real estate agent. So um, food for thought, food for thought. But no, that's so nice that you feel that you personally feel good after selling a home. Um, you know, that's, that's awesome. And it's heartwarming too. I was just like, I don't own a home, but now I want to buy one from Clay, even though I don't live in California. Um, just that, just, <laughs> just, just to know that he would feel good and I would feel good buying my home. Well, I could, I could vet some realtors in your area if you'd like, whenever you want to start that process and find someone that you drive with. All right. I'm going to take you up on that. That sounds awesome. Legit, um, yeah. So at the end of every episode, I'm sad we're coming to the end because I probably could keep asking you questions mm. for two more hours. Um, <laughs> but at the, end of, at the end of every episode, we like to kind of finish it with something that's currently influencing us. Person, place, thing, mm. album, human, book, whatever it is. It doesn't even have to be like... Just one? I have to pick just actually, one? Actually, no. You know what, Clay? You have, the, you have the floor. You can give us as many as you want. You go... Yeah, you go first. We, you name we, all the things influencing you. We never make our guests go first, by the way. We never, yeah. but, but oh, no. Really? So, but, 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 what, 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 why, why am I so deserving of the honor? And is it an honor? It's an honor. Know. It's an honor. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one wants to go first. Cause okay. everyone's like, uh, everyone's like, what, what, what's influencing me? No one, no one knows. So that's why we oh, go first. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. So if someone's like, I got it, you're like, great, go. Yeah. Um, Man, uh, my my faith first and foremost. You know, I'm I'm a Christian, and that very much impacts uh, how I live. <laughs> Never consistently enough, uh, but that's certainly it. My wife absolutely helps sharpen me day to day. Love her to death, and uh, she makes me a better person and human. Uh, and actually, <laughs> a lot of a lot of impact from because uh, I still play water polo these days and I run a non help run a nonprofit that helps run this highly competitive uh, post-collegiate men's uh, team that competes domestically and in Europe. And so uh, creating this platform for all these guys to be able to, I don't, a lot of people who play sports in school or in high school and college, like those are glory days and it's time to like grow up and do like real things. And, I'm of a mindset that that should be pushed back against and that uh, that is actually helping prepare you to live a life of, you know, uh, competition in sports and recreation. And uh, you're you're done well by it uh, mentally and physically, even though it takes a little bit of time to do, uh, you're better off for it. And uh, that's really life-giving. Those are just a couple things. And the book I'm reading right now, I'll just throw that in there, is I'm just getting into it, Atomic Habits, and I'm very excited uh, to keep going into it. So the the gist of that being uh, almost everything we do on a daily basis is based off a habit, whether you're conscious of it or not, just routine. Like if you think about when you wake up in the morning, you have things that you do in a certain sequence or near a certain sequence kind of on autopilot every single time or like how you go to bed or other things and to kind of grow consciousness about that and make sure that whatever's in place, you want it there. And if there are certain things or goals that you want to achieve, a lot of them, it's not about your goals are almost less important than the systems you create to get you there. 
Because you can have like a goal and be like, I'm going to work hard toward it. But if you're not really knowing what you're doing in the day-to-day to like make really incremental but consistent progress towards it, uh, it'll be tough to get there. And it, it helps you like mitigate needing to take like massive action to make change and kind of make things uh, more manageable and therefore better for your self-esteem <laughs> to go forward. So anyway. That's awesome. Okay. I think we should always let our guests go first now because they always have way better answers than we do in terms of what's influencing yeah. us. Um, <laughs> Joss, do you want to go? No, that's why we, no, Jen, that's why we go first because then that way right. we don't look bad after the guests give their <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're quite right. You're quite right. I'm just like, I wish my my responses were as wholesome as what Clay just said, because I'm like... Oh, no, dear. Like, no, Where are we no, going no, like, with in, this? In, in, what? No, no, no. <laughs> no, Jen one like, time... Jen one time said a shirtless... Wow, was, mine were so wholesome. All right, get ready for this. <laughs> no, Jen one time said a shirtless photo Zach Efron and everyone was like oh, ah that's very okay. much influencing it, was you it, yeah, I, I, it was no it you were honest and that's thank good. you speaking yeah, of honesty, honesty Jaws yeah why don't you go okay. and tell us yours <laughs> I was gonna say that now everyone that I follow on social media is starting to go mm. on trips um and like international trips and going on vacations and I personally haven't gone anywhere outside of the States yet, um, in the past two years. So mm. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm influenced to now possibly do a trip with my husband early next year. And I think I'm ready mm. to take that step. Cause I was really nervous about flying and hotels and all that. But I think yeah. that we're in a place yeah. now that like we're in the new norm and it's okay. Like we're just going to have to wear masks. We're just going to have to, you know, whatever. And it's okay to travel. So I'm influenced by that and I yeah. am ready. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's great. I, I've, I mean, Allegra and I both have been traveling uh, quite a bit recently. So, I mean, not to have say you that like, hey, we've done it, so good? it's fine. But, I mean, we just got back from Hawaii a couple weeks ago. Oh, oh amazing. I'm jealous. So, yeah. <laughs> so, if you have, um, resort, if you have resort recommendations, please let me know. Oh, Hotel Wailea. My gosh. That was amazing. It's an adults only hotel, like tucked away in Maui. So like nothing against kids, like like we want to have kids someday. But when you're on vacation, uh, the atmosphere of a hotel, as you can imagine, can change drastically on the age range. <laughs> yeah. So we, 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 did, we did both experiences. We were at like a, an Ocean Club Marriott uh, thing that has like the pirate ship and the, you go through the waterfalls and stuff like that and kids screaming the whole time. Uh, not all bad. Um, just a different environment and the hotel by LA was just a beautiful, chill, amazing service there. The staff is awesome. And they got this really cool, uh, like little atrium bar area called the Birdcage bar. Oh my gosh. Just look it up. It's amazing. So those okay. are my tips. But, I'm going to do that. Uh, but we've been like to different States and, uh, like my parents have been back and forth to Greece and to Mexico. And so like, there's, there's, there's good safe travel happening, you know, wherever. Amazing. Thank you so much for that recommendation. Um, Okay, Jen, what's influencing you? Uh, I feel like you really did like leave the worst for last because like my answers are just not as good, and I know that. I like I'm very aware. Um, There's no, there's no, there's no hierarchy here. It's just it's an honest question, and if you answer honestly, then like you are an A plus. Okay. 
I'm gonna. Can I like start FaceTiming you, Clay, and you can just give me a pep talk every single day? Because I feel like I'm gonna need. Yeah. Um, I'm on Cameo. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'm gonna commission Cameo for for some money. (laughs) It doesn't come free, Jen. (laughs) I was gonna say. I was like, I'd love to hear like a TED talk from you. I think that'd be so cool. But you know what, Cameo is just TED talks. Yeah, I think you'd be a really. I think you'd be a really good person to have on a TED. I need to investigate that. Um, I don't know how you get involved in that, to be honest. But I really hope it works for you. Okay. I have. I have a. Feeling that doing like a TEDx is like really easy to, to book. I don't think you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it takes a know. little bit. Uh, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. It could be really easy. I, I bet if you you find the TED organizer that's into Lizzie McGuire, done if deal. If you find TED <laughs> and you tell him, yes. hey, yeah. let me speak. Yeah. <laughs> let me speak. Okay. What's influencing me currently is the newest season of Succession, which uh, yo, we're watching an episode tonight. Oh, so I'm gonna watch How it right dare after you this. Saying that it's no influence. Oh, come on. I'm gonna that's watch it. Great, yeah, Jen, right that's a good this. one. Juicy. Come on. Okay, what are you gonna say about it? Oh, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna give any spoilers. It's more that like no, it's like like you, you go on with like the answer of like the prompt of like it's influencing. It's super you. influencing me because I'm obsessed with this show. I like ever since the mm-hmm. first season. I've been like I was one of the, one of those people that watched it like as soon as that first and second season came out. So I've been waiting uh-huh. for this season for like two years. So Same. I I Same. am so excited. I'm like I couldn't watch it last night. I forgot about it, and I'm just yeah. Right after this, that's I'm gonna walk over to my couch and i'm not gonna leave because i'm super excited the show is so amazing i think everyone needs to watch it like i am definitely a film nut i like i pay attention to framing and coloring and all of these things and i'm just so i've been so intrigued by this show because of that for so many reasons the music's great the characters are so funny and raw and ridiculous Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. it's a lot so yeah. I honestly, the only thing is that's it's well, minus like probably a bunch of other small things in my life. Succession is the main thing that's influencing me right now. That's good. That's really good. Did I did I yep. win, guys? I think I won. Yep. No, I'm kidding. You might have won. <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah. I think you won. <sighs> I never. I said there wasn't a hierarchy. I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. There is, and you're on top. <laughs> well. Clay, thank you so much for joining us. I had so much fun. Uh, so great to ask yeah, you questions. Um, we'll keep an eye out for your TED Talk. Um, I can't <laughs> tell everyone that, that I was the one to suggest this, and it's in your future. I will. It'll be in like my sign-off of like the end of every yeah. speech. Like, thank you, Jen. Like, I don't even need a last it's... name, just Jen. And every, everyone will know. Yeah, just I, Jen, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, there'll be just a slide that comes up that just says Jen on it. Yeah. You know what? Thank you. I think he uh, means. I think he means theme. I think he means theme. No, I mean Jen. Not, not, not the Jen you're thinking of either. It's just yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Uh, I think well, he had his heart broken. What's wrong? With him? <laughs> oh man. Oh god. Okay, I can literally keep doing this forever, but. Clay, thank you so, chillin'. so, this so great. much. <laughs> oh, man. This is I the mean, advice hey, we need. Just, just, can... just chillin'. Just chillin'. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh. Thank you for listening to Influence, a Margo community podcast. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. 
leave us a review if you like, and join our Instagram community at Influence the Pod.